Hello everyone and welcome to episode 99 of the Unlocking British English podcast, a podcast where I talk about a variety of different topics in real British English so that you can improve your listening comprehension, learn a little bit more about British culture and about how to learn languages more effectively. My name is Shane and in today's episode I'm going to try and answer a question that quite a lot of you have asked me over the last couple of weeks, which is why is English considered a Germanic language and not a Romance language? Now, if you're not really sure what I'm talking about when I say Germanic language or Romance language, don't worry, I will give a quick explanation of that in just a second. Uh, but this is something that surprises a lot of people, and for good reason. Because despite the fact that 58% of English vocabulary, so more than half, 58%, Despite the fact that 58% of our vocabulary comes from Romance languages, from Latin and from French, linguists still consider English to be a German language, right? To this day, we still consider English to be a German language. Linguists are the people who study the science of languages, the history and all that kind of stuff. Again, just in case you weren't aware. So in today's episode, we're going to try and find out a little bit about why. Why is it a Germanic language if we use half of our words, uh, if we stole half of our words from French and from Latin, uh, from Romance languages? So, well, let's get into it. So um, first of all, let's talk just briefly about Romance languages, Germanic languages, um, when talking about these language groups uh, and these language families, there's all kinds of history uh, and the further you go back, the harder it gets to, to you know, really understand exactly what's happening in all these different areas. Uh, so I'm not going to drag you all through entire histories of these little sections, but uh, just to give us a brief understanding and a brief overview, Romance languages are the modern languages that evolved from what was called vulgar Latin, basically spoken Latin. Um, the, the modern languages that evolved from that spoken Latin through the 3rd to the 8th centuries, let's say, so around 200 to 700 common era. Um, and so the main most, um, the, well, yeah, the most known, the main uh, Romance languages would be Spanish, Portuguese, French, Italian, Romanian, and Catalan. Um, now, as we've talked about a little bit before, distinguishing between things like dialects and languages and things like that can get a bit uh, messy and a little bit difficult, um, both from linguistic and political viewpoints. So there are other languages that have been born from uh, those vulgar Latin roots uh, that live in the same kind of areas, but either aren't currently considered official languages or, um, you know, aren't one of the more popular languages. So those uh, six languages are the languages we generally associate with the with the Romance languages. Um, and of course, there's a decent amount of variation between them. Um, to A lot of you will speak one of these languages, maybe multiple of these languages, uh, and so I'm sure you'll know there's, uh, you know, there's a good amount of variation between them, some more than others. For example, um, Spanish and Italian are considered to be quite similar and share a lot of similar roots, whereas French is quite a lot different, and there are several reasons for that. Um, but they're all closer to each other than they are to classic Latin. 
Latin. So the classic written Latin um, from thousands of years ago differs quite heavily from um, the current Romance languages that were born from the spoken version of that Latin. So that's what we mean when we're talking about Romance languages, that's what we're talking about, those languages. Um, when we're talking about Germanic languages, um, Germanic languages are, are born of what is called the Indo-European languages or the Indo-European language family. Um, the Indo-European languages are a language family from sort of the western and southern parts of what's called Eurasia. Eurasia just means Europe and Asia, right? It's that that uh, landmass connecting all of that together. Uh, that's considered Eurasia. And so the western and southern parts of those um, historically are where what we call the Indo-European languages have come from. Uh, and one of the families of languages that was born from that was the was the Germanic languages. Um, and so initially this was called Proto-Germanic. There was like the, a single language that was kind of the birthplace of what became multiple different Germanic languages. Um, and yeah, that Proto-Germanic got developed into sort of subcategories, let's say, developed into separate parts. So you had uh, Western Germanic languages, which would become things like German, English, Dutch, or Afrikaans are probably the most uh, well-known. You have the Northern Germanic languages, which went on to become what we know as Swedish, Danish, and Norwegian. Uh, there were also Eastern Germanic languages, uh, things like the Gothic language, uh, but they all of the Eastern Germanic languages are now extinct, so we don't have any um, living native speakers. It's not used anywhere um, in in the modern world. So that is the distinction. That's what we're talking about when we go between Romance languages or Germanic languages. So that gives us a bit of a basic overview uh, as to what that means. And so. With that in mind, um, going back to our original statistic, 58% of the vocabulary that we have in modern English comes from Romance languages and doesn't come from Germanic languages. Why is English considered a Germanic language? Why isn't it just a Romance language? Um, well, a lot of it is is kind of debatable to a certain degree, but there are a couple of key things that make this um, that make English a Germanic language rather than a uh, rather than a Romance language. The first is actually not to do with the vocabulary so much because, of course, taking words from a language is one thing. Um, but the first reason that it's a Germanic language and not a Romance language is actually because of the grammar, not the vocabulary. So. English and uh, German and the other Germanic languages, uh, but if we think of German specifically for now, uh, English and German follow very similar syntax, right? Syntax means word order. They follow very similar word order and grammar. Not exactly the same, uh, but there are a lot of similarities. An easy example would be um, adjectives and adverbs come before nouns in a sentence. So, for example, in English we say the a red car. This isn't very typical with Romance languages. For example, Spanish people would not say the red car, they would say the car red, el auto rojo or el coche rojo, the car red. The adjective goes after the after the noun, um, but in German they, they'll, they'll say it in the same way, they'll say car, uh, sorry, red car, they won't say car red. So 
we have a similar kind of sentence structure for a lot of these base ideas. Now, that doesn't go all the way through because, of course, if you take a long English sentence and translate it into German uh, and look at those side by side, there will be some things that are a little different. Of course, they're different languages, um, but there are a lot of these base grammatical elements that are that are very similar. Another one is that English follows the, the sentence structure pattern of subject, verb, object, right? So, uh, the boy runs to the house. So, the boy is the subject, runs is the verb, and the house is the object. So, the boy, subject, runs, verb, to the house, object. Um, and the Germanic languages often will follow uh, similar, similar kind of patterns. Uh, again, not always exactly word for word the same, but it will usually be uh, closer between the Germanic languages than it will be between the Romance languages. And that's a big reason why a language is considered to be um, from one family and not from another, especially when we're talking about the actual language as it's used itself. It's not, uh, the vocabulary is not necessarily as important as a lot of the grammar elements as to understanding where a language came from and how it developed to become what it is today. Uh, but it's not just to do with grammar, it's also to do with migration. Um, so migrants from the northwest of what's now Germany, from southern Denmark, from the Netherlands, they came to settle in Great Britain between the 600s and the 800s, um, and their languages kind of dominated um, the dominated the linguistic landscape. Let's say after that, their languages were the prominent languages, the most used languages at that time. Um, from those mixtures and those different types of people at that time, Old English was born. So some of you might be aware that uh, we have what's considered Old English, which is a different language, right? You, I can't really understand any Old English. I might be able to pick up a couple of things, but if someone were to speak to me in Old English, which would be very unlikely because not very many would people would speak that anymore unless they have a specific interest in the history, uh, I wouldn't understand what they were saying. So Old English was born from that uh, and different Anglo-Saxon words and vocabulary um, sort of heavily influenced that. Uh, and it wasn't until later, until the Norman conquest of England happened in 1066, uh, the Battle of Hastings, uh, and this is another subject that a lot of people have uh, asked for me to talk about. We will be talking about the Norman Conquest in 1066, uh, the Battle of Hastings, and all those different things uh, in a little bit more depth. We'll give it its own episode in the future. Uh, but it wasn't until this point when uh, Duke William of Normandy defeated King Harold at the Battle of Hastings in the year 1066. Um, when he became king, his language, William's language, was French, um, and for that reason and a few other reasons at the time, French started to become more and more common, more and more used throughout English, uh, throughout England, sorry, and then the English language kind of evolved further. Um, 
for, for that reason and for many other reasons. Some of you might have already listened to the episode that I did where we talked about why is English spelling so weird? Why is it said this way and spelled a completely different way? Um, part of that is because of the influences of French. Some of it is because of the influences of, of Latin and other languages uh, where we were trying to kind of connect words to their roots or what we believe their roots were or what we wanted their roots to be. Um, and so now English vocabulary comprises of something like 29% of French words, 29% of Latin words, 26% of Germanic words, 6% of Greek words, uh, and a bunch of other little uh, influences and bits and bobs from different places. Um, but even with these these powerful French influences, these big French influences and Latin influences, English retained its word order, it retained its kind of basic grammar, its basic syntax from the Germanic ancestry. And so English naturally evolved like any language evolves, um, you know, when pl one place sorry, when, when people move from one part of a world to another and they take their language, that language adapts. When people from other places in the world come to a certain place and they bring their languages from, from their uh, homelands, that affects the language of, uh, of the place where they're now living. Um, and of course, all of this takes time. So despite the fact that more than half of our vocabulary comes from Romance language. Linguists still consider English to be a Germanic language because of how the language followed the these kind of human migration patterns, right, and the grammar of modern English. Um, when we trace the people who brought these influences, um, they came from these the, uh, from these kind of areas of, of, of what we now consider to be German, or, uh, Germany, sorry, or uh, Northern in Northern Europe, um, and we maintained the grammar and the word order that came much more from those languages than it did from um, yeah from the from the Romance languages, um, and so. Yeah, ultimately, you know, classification of languages is is a historical thing, um, rather than to do with you know how synchronized certain languages are and things. It's about to, it's about the history of um, of the language, and so um, you know you you can think about it just like um, if someone marries into a new family. Um, let's say someone marries into a new family, they go to live with that family, they change their name, they're a part of that new family. Family, but that person is still genetically related to the family that they were born in, right? Um, and that's kind of like what happened with English. English was born with the other Germanic languages, but when it got older, it went to go and live with the Romance languages and with the French and, and, and the Latin speakers and different things like that. But even though we went to go and live with a different family, we were still born in a different place, and so we're still connected uh, in that way. And so essentially, that is why English is still considered a Germanic language and is not considered a Romance language. So um, yeah, that is pretty much everything that I think I wanted to go through in today's episode. Um, so hopefully that has answered a few different, uh, well, sorry, hopefully that has answered a few of the questions that you might have had about this topic. But if there's anything that I didn't cover that you wanted me to talk about, then please 
please let me know. Uh, thank you to everyone that does get in contact with me, that sends me emails or messages on Instagram. Uh, firstly, it's just great to hear from you guys. It's great to know that people are enjoying the podcast. Uh, but secondly, it's always good to know what kind of things you actually want to hear, what things you might like to see change in the future. Um, and so I can make this podcast as good as possible and as helpful as possible for you guys so you can really improve your English and, and get something out of listening to the episode. So if you haven't already sent me any kind of messages or feedback, then I would love to hear from you. You can send me an email at uh, unlock, sorry, no, you can send me an email unlockingbritishenglish at gmail.com or you can contact me on Instagram at Unlocking British English. And finally, if you're not already a member of our private learners group, then it would be great to see you there. I've created a group where other listeners of this podcast, other learners of English can all gather together, can chat and hang out, share recommendations, suggestions, ask questions, and just generally hang out and have a good time. So if you're interested in that, you can join the cre- the sorry, you can join the group for free. Um, just click on the link wherever you are listening to this episode, and you'll be able to download the app and join straight away and come in and hang out and chat. So uh, yeah, that is everything for today. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Thank you very much for listening and I'll look forward to speaking to you again in the next one.